the stick, up the slot. Miller lost it. Dodonov gets it. Two on one with Stone on the right. Stone to Dodonov. He scores. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard Chapman live inside Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Darren, are you there? We are efforting to get Darren Millard on. It doesn't appear that Darren is able to hear us, but we will get Darren to you as shortly as we possibly can. We've got a lot here in this episode, uh, in this show uh, to get to. Of course, as you all know, Monday means it's your first segment. The first block of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show belongs to you 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to give us a call and chat with us about anything going on that you have opinions on for the Vegas Golden Knights. We can talk about 2021, the year that was for the Vegas Golden Knights. We can look at the last couple of games, specifically the game last night against the Winnipeg Jets. You could also offer up your ratings. You know what the rating system is if you want to get in touch with me and Darren This is the way to do it, 702-876-1340. That's the number. Give us a call right now so that we can answer your questions. As we continue to wait on Darren Millard, we continue to look at where the Golden Knights are right now in terms of the standings, right? Like, this is a team Mm -hmm. that going into this year, all the expectations in the world surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights were that this is a first-place team in the Pacific Division. And, you know, 2021, and specifically this season, was one of those situations where uh, you look at it and you say, how are the Golden Knights, with all the injuries, with everything they've dealt with so far, how are they going to get themselves to that spot? Well, they did it, and they did it to close out 2021. Uh, That's a lot to, a lot of, of big accomplishment for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number here on Fox Sports Las Vegas for you to call in and let us go out to the phones right now. Bring in Mike. Mike, how Mike. are you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, minus one. Uh, the, I am uh, here. Yeah, well, we got, we got everybody there then, don't we? Yeah, That's we, good. we got everybody here. And fantastic. Fantastic. And I wanted to get you, Darren, because i got a television question that Shoot. I need to ask. But first of all, we saw something really, really, really eye-appealing on the ice tonight, today, or during practice, and that was Mark Stone and Robin Leonard. Now, should I assume that Robin will start tomorrow against Nashville? No. No? No. No. Uh, uh, he uh, took the skate. It was his first time uh, that he was out with a group uh, since he was uh, – uh, 
tweaked something or uh, was injured, uh, whatever ailment that has uh, kept him off the ice since the New York Islanders game. And Pete DeBoer was uh, up front with us in the media saying that uh, just because Mark Stone and Robin Leonard were out today uh, on the ice, do not expect them to be in the lineup uh, tomorrow. Uh, it is encouraging. It's very positive. But uh, I would think that both players will need uh, a little bit more time. And, again, it's that age-old situation that coaches and athletes go through. They they get out in the ice or they get out in the practice field, uh, they work out, and then you see how your body reacts the next day. Mike, you and I, I can guarantee you, would be very sore uh, the day after uh, something like today. Uh, because I put us in the in the general uh, same bracket, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see on on how Mark Stone and and Robin Leonard react. Uh, I don't know whether you can put a timeline on either one of them, whether it's uh, Thursday or whether it's Saturday. But uh, from Pete DeBoer's uh, comments today, I would say don't expect anything tomorrow. Well, judging from the TOI that Mark had today, he's going to be really sore tomorrow for sure. Yeah, and and he worked hard. Uh, yeah. After the main group uh, went off the ice, he was out there with Misha Donskov and, and Adam Brooks and uh, and really went at it and, and pushed uh, and did a lot of different uh, uh, situational drills and then just physical uh, exertion and pushing the body. Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little bit surprised at how hard he went, which is a great uh, positive as far as uh, trying to gauge uh, where he is in his uh, in his recovery process. Yeah, we were all tickled to death to see the uh, the improvement already. Mm-hmm. The other question I have, and since you're a TV guy as much as radio or more than, uh, it's the graphic that appears in the upper left-hand screen of every AT and T sports. Okay. Now, every other telecast that I see of hockey on uh, either individual networks or the national. Oftentimes, we'll have the shots on goal and the hits. They'll have those as a permanent fixture on the graphic. So you know how many shots on goal have been taken by both squads at any point during the game. Is there a way to change that for our graphic? I'm sure there is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speak for the bosses, though, because that's, that's more of a, an, uh, a look that a network will have uh, and will stay consistent uh, in, in all sports. Uh, whether it's uh, like AT&T Sportsnet uh, does a lot of, uh, they have the Rockies broadcasts in, in Colorado uh, in that region. They have the Utah Jazz uh, in the NBA in that region. Uh, so sometimes it's just uh, just being uniform uh, so they can, they can basically take a, a scoreboard bug, which is what it's called in, in the mm-hmm. business, and plop it in to, to any type of situation. And maybe because they're doing uh, all these different sports, uh, and different leagues that they try to keep it uh, as as uniform and clean, so uh, they can just uh, use it one telecast here, one telecast there, and it's uh, and it's consistent. One thing bosses hate more than anything, Mike, is uh-huh. inconsistency. They just want they want to see the same look and they want to see it presented clean, and that might be the the best way. That's my expectations, well, it, but it, I can I can clean. I can pass it along to. Uh, to, uh, but shots on goal, I think, the, the way we've dominated shots on goal, it sure be nice to see it more often, that's all. Well, Dave, I think Dave does a pretty good job of uh, doing the shots on goal, but I understand what you. I understand uh, where you're coming from. Uh, there's there's different things that, that do pop up on, on different networks where I go, oh, that, that's kind of cool, or, 
Boy, that's I, I could have done without that. I don't know how I'll ever live uh, not knowing that before. Uh, but uh, but I'll, I'll pass it along to the uh, to the bosses. They they love they love it when I come back with feedback. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Thanks so much for your help. Thanks, okay. Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> don't you like my feedback, Ryan? Feedback's fantastic, Darren. Yeah, team player. Bosses love feedback from announcers. Mm-hmm. That that is as 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 consistent uh, of uh, a statement as you will ever find in the world of broadcasting. Announcers giving the bosses uh, their their opinions on how things should be handled. <laughs> well, I mean, the the good thing about this situation is it doesn't have to be you that's bringing the criticism or the feedback to right. your bosses. You can say, "Hey, listen, I even have it on record, Mike." He wants you to do something differently, so I think I'm just going to pass this along. And Mike makes go. things happen, right? Because he got the he does yeah. the uh, VGK side uh, on the social media front uh, to let everybody know when when practices were going to be uh, postponed or delayed or or called off uh, completely, and uh, and he got that that thing back uh, in the works. So Mike uh, Mike's ideas uh, are are both uh, creative. But also productive uh, when we uh, when we come to it. Uh, that that was an interesting couple of games, though. Like holiday hockey coming out of the break uh, with the LA game, and then uh, you've got the Anaheim contest, which had uh, a really solid feel to it. And yesterday was was a, a good performance. I'll be curious to see what uh, what the ratings uh, statements are or opinions uh, from from the listeners and Chapman and, and yourself as well because there were so many uh, roller coaster highs and lows yesterday that you you can't just give it uh, a, a one or a two I don't think uh, but you can't give it a, a five either because they ended up losing the game and let a two goal lead to slip away with four straight goals by the Winnipeg Jets. So there's there's a lot to to take. I feel like we're we're the coach sitting in front of the media after a game trying to uh, answer the questions and digest exactly what happened. Yeah, you you uh, I mean you've you've narrowed it down to really only two scores. So well done, Darren. You're you're talking you. yourself into what you're into what you're going to choose. Um, and I, I am curious, uh, as this is the, the first block, it belongs to our listeners, 702-876-1340 is the number. I, if you're so inclined, give us a call. Let us know what you would rate uh, last night's game against the Winnipeg Jets on our rating scale, Peppers, Hot Peppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 702-876-1340, let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Doing Happy good. New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year, of course. I hope you guys oops, hope you guys got to enjoy the uh, New Year turning over. Um, I I I think I would have to go with like a three and a half. I'm so sorry. I'm never going to know which pepper is which because I, I'm with Darren Millard and staying with like bell peppers are a little spicy. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you, Stephanie. So, so Stephanie, I, I, you're between, I believe uh, I would be able to eat a, a meal with Darren Millard and, and actually eat everything. <laughs> Stephanie and I are going to hang out. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, just kind of looking at some of the stuff, like it, it, um, I was really hoping for VGK to get a win yesterday, obviously, because the win is always good. But then also both of my teams would have beat the Jets. Sorry, Chapman. Um, but uh, looking <laughs> just at the point percentage, you know, we're technically behind Calgary, even though we're above them with our actual points. 
But um, us in Calgary in the division are the only teams above 600. So that, to me, I feel is pretty promising and a pretty good indicator. And again, so much of this has been done missing players. So while it's like that, you know, you catch your breath every time somebody gets injured, the more it happens and the more that we see them pull through and do it, it's not quite as scary. And, of course, great news to see that Robin and um, um, Mark Stone were out there skating again today. Awesome call, Stephanie. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, anytime you want to grab a pizza, we'll, we'll – uh, There'll be more than cheese on it uh, for me, but it won't be it won't be very very spicy, or, or have much uh, zip to it. Uh, that that was that was fun yesterday. You look at the last couple of games uh, that uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights have have come out on the on the wrong end of Tampa Bay, and then mm-hmm. uh, yesterday it's the 2019 the 2020 Vezina Trophy winners who played up to that type of uh, ability, and uh, Pete DeBoer said. Uh, uh, you score four on Connor Hellebuck. You kind of hope that you, you're able to win the game. I, I agree with that. Like you, and, and not that's not faulting Laurent Brassois because um, I'm not sure how many of those those pucks that you really go. He should have been able to track that down. That was a goal scores on both sides, really making an impact and 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 having uh, some some solid success to it. We're we're in a league right now where we might have to adjust how we examine and. Uh, evaluate games and performances by teams and goalies because the goals are up uh coming at last season they were about 5.9 goals per game and this year they're up uh just a, a tick over one and a half so we'll round it up to two to 6.1 doesn't sound like a lot but it's pretty extreme and it's so extreme that this basically is high as it's been since the uh, the NHL lockout and the lost season, oh five oh six. So that that everything exploded. They changed the rules and uh, and so forth. So uh, I I think maybe for a game to three that that Pete's talked about in the past, it it might have to change to a, to a game to four. Uh, and and I, I for one hope it gets higher uh, than that. That we might get to uh, to a six and a half or a seven and and having that that opportunity because you're never out of a game. You saw that uh, on both sides yesterday that you're just never out of a game. Yeah, but I you know at the same time I still look at the way that 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 game kind of unfolded and you know I I, I appreciate the fact that the Golden Knights were able to come back, find two goals in the third period, and get a, at least a point out of a game. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is for me, like I, I look at that and say. You put four on Connor Hellebuck. You need to win the game. Not not you hope to win the game. Not you you should win the game more often than not. Like if you put four on Connor Hellebuck, you you need to win the game because those types of performances offensively against that goaltender are not going to happen very often. And anything left on the t- feels like a missed opportunity. Well, that that's one where Winnipeg will say we got away with one. Definitely. Walking out sure. and and no apologies, like just go straight to the bus and head off to Arizona, uh, where they'll play their, their game. Uh, that is, it's not and 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 keep in mind, Connor Hellebuck was lights out. He was fantastic yeah. and 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 yeah, gave out four, which yeah. also should play a role into how you evaluate the the way the Vegas Golden Knights played. Like they they were dominant against Tampa Bay, and lost to a goaltender who was mm-hmm. out of his tree uh, when it came to, to stopping pucks. Yesterday, 
you managed to tag on a couple of extra goals and still lost to a goaltender. That was magnificent. And uh, on, on both sides, yeah, you score four, you, you let one get away. But the goaltender was still integrally involved. He stopped 20 shots in the first period. And then your goaltender made some big saves to give you an opportunity to get to that, that extra point status and, and tie the game. Uh, that, that one was for the skaters yesterday. Uh, I don't buy into anybody uh, talking about uh, goaltender uh, being a fault or uh, a goaltending uh, costing uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights. That was, just, that was a game that belonged to the skaters. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, really, for me, like you look at the you look at the Golden Knights, and and it's more about it's more about how they defended, right? Like it's more about how they defended in front of their net than it is uh, the goaltending performance from Laurent Brossois. While he didn't have to make as many saves as Connor Hellebuck, he had to make some big time saves. And if not for that that glove save on Nick Ehlers, the Golden Knights don't get any points out of that game. That's just kind of a simple fact of, of how the game unfolded. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the VGK Insider Show. Let's head back out to the phone line, bring in Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Okay, how are you guys? Good. Uh, um, I had a quick question to ask you about uh, goaltending while... Uh, why Lerner is out. Um, I went to the Silver Knights game uh, the other day, and I saw that uh, Logan Thompson was backing up Ferguson uh, in net in the HSK. And then I think on Friday night, HSK had a game in Ontario, and I thought Thompson was backing up Brassois the whole time, but is that not the case, or are they just able to move Thompson up and down uh, as they please, especially if they're not having, you know, if the HSK is playing on a golden night off night? And then uh, with that question, too, I remember a couple years ago, I think it was Perry, they were moving him up and down, and then I think he reached a 10-game limit where they had to either offer him like a pro contract or put him on waivers. Does that apply to Thompson or whoever's backing up Bressois if if the goalie never plays? I'm which game are you talking about uh, where Logan Thompson was, was backing up Dylan Ferguson? Uh on Saturday. Saturday's game. Okay, so that was Ferguson, the uh, the thirty first. Uh no, the first, the first. Okay, because I'm I'm not aware that uh, that Ferguson actually was was down there. I I thought it was uh, Yuri Patera, uh, who who was who was with the uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights and with Dylan Ferguson. But they uh, said he just came off of injury. Ferguson apparently he was injured for about two or three months. Um, that's what uh, the guy on the, the HSK well, uh, Brian... broadcaster said. Yeah, I'll, I I know. I'm just looking at the lineups uh, while we've been talking here, and it was uh, it was Yuri Patera who was backing up uh, uh, Dylan Ferguson. And, oh, okay. And played in that game. So, so yeah, Logan Thompson's on the taxi squad. He's up with the with the Vegas Golden Knights right now, uh, and he's elevated into, into uh, backup uh, role because Robin Leonard has has been out. So uh, the hierarchy now is uh, 
within the organization if you go by by games played and who's been where and all over the places. Uh, Leonard is on top. He's out, so Brassois takes over the number one spot. Logan Thompson slides in as the backup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Then with the Henderson Silver Knights, Dylan Ferguson, who was previously backing up uh, Logan Thompson, slides into the uh, starter's job. And Yuri Patera, who is playing at Fort Wayne in the ECHL, uh, comes over and is the, the backup for uh for Dylan Ferguson, but uh, we'll probably get, uh, I know he's played one game, we'll probably get a little bit, uh, that'll probably be uh, a little bit more of a 1A, 1B uh, type of situation. So uh, I hope that, that answers your question there. Now, your other question about uh, about call-ups and playing 10 games, can you just uh, elaborate on that uh, a little bit more? Well, I, I remember, I, I want to say it was Thierry a few years ago, they were, they were uh, uh, you know, calling them up and then, he was going down because then they would call him back up again. Uh, and I thought he was on a minor league contract or something like that. But I guess if you play more than 10 games at the pro level and you're okay, let on me, that contract. Yeah, let me deal with the 10-game situation. That's for, for draft picks uh, who can still be sent back to, to junior. And if you're if you're called up, you can play uh, ten. If you play your tenth game, you basically burn a, a year uh, of your contract uh, and your years of service uh, to your contract. Doesn't mean you still can't be sent back down. Uh, you, players on their entry level deals like that can be sent to the minors with junior eligibility. Can be sent to the minors, but uh, usually it's only for a conditioning stint, uh, a couple of games and back. But uh, I think that's probably what you were. Uh, dealing with or, or thinking about was yeah. was a player who's uh, just turning pro uh, and everybody keeps an eye on, on that 10 game mark because usually if you play more than 10 games then you're there's a good chance you're going to be with the big club all year instead of being sent back to junior clubs are very we're leery about uh, about using up uh, a year of service because it just means uh, a year towards NHL free agency uh, and so forth it, it speeds up the process about uh, about uh, restricted free agency towards unrestricted free agency and uh, and the, the more so uh, that's probably uh, where where it falls into line uh, thanks for the call uh, appreciate it as uh, that is one line open uh, a lot of great calls today though and uh, a lot of uh, uh, minutia in, in and about uh, what's happening uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, you know, with injuries and with uh, different guys kind of coming in, getting the opportunity to play, getting the opportunity to, to be around the big club in the, in, you know, in, in the case of Logan Thompson, I think there's a lot of people that are hopeful that perhaps he'll get into a game just because you want to see, uh, Logan Thompson in an NHL game. I know that's a sentiment I've seen a couple of times over the course of the day on social media. But, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, with, with the reintroduction of taxi squads, understanding where and who is up right now with the Vegas Golden Knights, who is available for the Henderson Silver Knights, who's playing, who's not playing, um, those are all things that, that fans are very much interested in. And, and a credit to having an AHL franchise here in town because, you know, that's important for, for just kind of continuing to grow the brand of the Golden Knights in this valley. So there's a little bit of a, a, a push, a surge in the uh, idea that Logan Thompson should get a game in while he's up, while, while Robin Leonard's out? There's a surge, perhaps not. That, like, that's not the word I would use, but a, a couple of, of comments that I've seen over the last, like I said, 24 hours. Why not give him a look? 
why not just see what he's got in a regular season NHL game? What's the benefit of that over letting Laurent Brassois, uh play the games while Robin Leonard's out? So I think the benefit is is that fans are interested and want to see Logan Thompson in the game. Like I, I don't know that there's going to be anything that that extends beyond simply just uh, wanting to know what the unknown commodity can do in the NHL. I asked that question to you because there's a follow-up angle that I want to take, and, and you're so great at, at answering them truthfully and not just telling me what I want to hear. When the Golden Knights went through their just ravaged period of injury in October and November, and players came up and played well, Jake Lesition uh, came up and played well, Jonas Jornberg came up and played well, got a lot of games in, and, and there's, a, there's a list of there. When they played well, I didn't see uh, any commentary or questions asked of the, the coaches. Why doesn't Lecician play higher in the lineup and you take somebody else out or drop them down in the lineup? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get, we get hyper-focused because there's just not many goalies around uh, and it's such a uh, high-pressure position and... Uh, you can recognize when something doesn't go right as opposed to when something really goes right, uh, and, and forwards can can kind of fly under the radar uh, a little bit more. But this, I, I would equate them to the very much the same situation. Laurent Bressois is an established National Hockey League goaltender. You may not like all the results right now, but he's an established National Hockey League goaltender, uh, you signed him to be your backup. You signed him with the hopes that he can play uh, if anything should happen to, to Robin Leonard, or he can play a little bit more to to manage Robin Leonard's minutes. And and uh, the, so far into 2022, that performance has been a success. Uh, the numbers, the analytics, you may take issue with goals against average, save percentage, but the wins and losses, which are far more important. Uh, are, are there and it's and it's very solid and he's winning twice as many games as he's losing which in the past in in this position uh prior to the the tandem of flurry and and leonard that was an issue with the vegas golden knights and they had a good team then they have a good team now so don't tell me that's just because they have a good team now that they're winning more games uh he's doing the job and uh, you're you've got uh, a kid who's really in his second full year uh, in and around the organization and Logan Thompson. There's nothing wrong with him working with, with Mike Rosati, uh, the goalie coach, getting extra reps with the National Hockey League goalie coach and and fine-tuning his game and then being around and facing National Hockey League shooters uh, on a week uh, uh, span uh, like he's doing right now. You're you're playing every second day. Uh, Laurent Brossois, if there's not this horrendous performance or he, he absolutely you, it's obvious that he's, he's not going well. I don't think that there's a reason why, why you would start uh, anybody else other than Brassois. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's from a, from a scheduling standpoint right now for the golden Knights, you're looking at eight games, no back to backs. And next week, um, assuming that nothing gets put back into that window of the 14th and 15th, no games added there. You're looking at one game in seven days for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm with you in, in that regard. Like I'm with you in the fact that 
Uh, the way the schedule is breaking down right now for the Golden Knights, the fact that Loren Brassois is the number two within this organization, um, you are looking for a way at some point this season to get Brossois more starts into a better yeah. rhythm and you were looking to minimize the amount of starts that Robin Leonard had just to kind of save him for the back half of the season. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to argue one way or another for that. I, I think that your argument is, is pretty well thought out and put out there. And, and certainly it's not like Loren Brossois can't handle the workload. He certainly can. And you want him in the fight and in these games and really sharpening his game. I just think that right now you've you've got a fan base that uh, before the season started, and and this was more so before the Golden Knights went out and signed Loren Brossois to be the backup here. Um, there was a lot of fanfare surrounding Logan Thompson's excellent season in the, in Henderson last year, and kind of an idea or thought among fans that. Well, if he was able to do it in Henderson, he should be able to do it as a backup here right. in the NHL. And it's just a matter of wanting to push that commodity up the depth charts faster than perhaps they should be pushed. You want to see what you have. He was marvelous last year. He was the best, goal, best goaltender yeah. in the American Hockey League. He was amazing. I understand that. And uh, I also get that some of the noise that that surrounds this conversation comes from Henderson Silver Knight fans who watch that team oh, for sure. right now. And they're in market, which is different. And they have a voice, and they should have uh, a significant voice. And they want to see their players succeed. You go to those games. You invest uh, in, in being a fan uh, of the Henderson Silver Knights. You want to see that player go up and and be able to carry over and represent you. Uh, that, that, that I totally get. But uh, on a, on a organizational front, Brassois was signed to do exactly what Brassois is doing right now, and that's playing every game in the absence uh, of Robin Leonard and winning these games. Yesterday, got a point. Like He made a save that got you a point. Could he have made a couple more saves and got you two? We, we can debate that. But he, he found a way to get you to overtime and, and get you that, that single point which expanded your lead. So uh, when you're as many games above 500, small sample size, and the opposition is, is not what, uh, what a starter faces. Like, he would never have faced Tampa Bay uh, a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't his start. So uh, uh, there's there's also he uh, he's going to get the Arizona games, and he's going to get uh, the games uh, against uh, Detroit. Uh, that didn't work out, uh, but he's going to get those those types of opportunities, which which change the the handicap or, or the the chances of winning uh, considerably uh, compared to uh, to a Tampa Bay. But but yesterday, I, I think he would have started yesterday anyway. To be perfectly honest, first game against his former team, he's played there for three years. Uh, that one was uh, was was circled uh, for him for a long time, and and he went uh, went head to head. With uh, with the guy that he backed up for the last three years, a guy that he backed up uh, and watched win a Vesta Trophy, and and that 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 acquitted his game uh, very well. And uh, Logan Thompson, will he get in? He's played half a game in the nat- or half a period in the National Hockey League uh, so far. Just enjoy the ride, enjoy the but but be a little bit be a little bit patient. Uh, it it is does strike me though uh, when you've got this situation that it's a positive that we have this conversation. It means you have options 
and you have somebody pushing, and and it's a great place to be. I'm going to talk to uh, Tim Speltz, the general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, tomorrow night on the uh, on the TV pregame show, uh, and I'll I'll bring that up, uh, just uh, where Logan Thompson is in his development uh, and where uh, he is in the in the process of trying to reach his goal uh, of being in the National Hockey League. I can tell you, guarantee you, without uh, getting anybody into trouble. But uh, but looking at this and talking to enough people in and around uh, the hockey world, like Logan Thompson wants to be in the NHL right now, and he wants to be in the NHL yeah. permanently, not just up when Robin Leonard or Laurent Brassois are out. Uh, that that's that's a fact, and uh, he 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 feels like some of the fans do that uh, that uh, he wants it sooner than as as in yesterday. He wants that uh, that to happen, but. It's also great that you have a couple of guys who are capable of, of playing and allow the Logan Thompson to develop. Yeah, you're you're spot on there, Darren. I, I'm I'm with you at 100 percent of the way. Um, let's sneak in one more phone call okay. before we take a break. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Heading out to the phone lines. Bringing in Lou. How you doing, Papa Lou? Hey, gentlemen. Happy New Year to the three of you. Great to talk to you. You too. Hey, um, you know, I, I, I've i never bought into this whole, you know, goaltending soap opera that we've had since we've had this team here. I kind of shy away from it. But, Darren, my only question to you, and I don't disagree with what you said, but um, in, the, in the middle of a season, you're not quite in the playoff push yet. Points are important and all that. I get it. But, um... Wouldn't it kind of be a time to let that kid dip his feet into the water just a little bit when he doesn't have the kind of pressure of you have to come in and play now the way that these guys were brought up in season one after Flurry was hurt, you know, as, as we went down the line, Subban got hurt, Oscar Dance got hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I'd rather see him, you know, maybe not play a lot, but get a game or two in where there's a little less pressure. You know, we want you to play, not that we have to have you. Okay, stay, stay on the line because I want to have a back and forth, and and then we've got, we've got to go to break uh, because we're a little bit over. I apologize, but uh, but Lou, uh, this team worked its butt off to stay in the race when they were decimated by injuries, and the coaches asked uh, of every player, veteran, rookie, uh, minor league veteran, called up uh, like you you got to sell out. We got to we got to scratch and claw for every single point that they they can get, and they did that, Lou, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, then we get to to January first, and you're in first place by a couple of points, and you're, you're you've got some good momentum going, and now you're gonna go to those same guys and say, "We're just gonna give this guy a look right now," and I, I that is the wrong message or it's a counter message to what you've already asked the guys to do in scratch and claw and. Do whatever you can to get points a month ago, and now we're gonna we're just gonna give this kid a look because it's it's nice. And what you're saying makes sense, but the the competitor and the competitiveness and the pressure on the coaches and the players says a whole different story. And that's why you won't get that one off start just because he's had a good season last year and has been good this year. Uh, does that does that wash with you? You know what? And again, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And the only thing that I can counter it with a little bit is uh, who has the first shutout in Golden Knights history. Right. Yeah. That, 
exactly. Like, and, 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 hey, I, I get it, you know, lightning in a bottle for that, yes. for that one night. Right. But, and, and, again, your points are well taken. I'm not even trying to rebut them. I'm just, you know, being a little bit of devil's advocate. I, and I love it, Lou, because it's respectful and it's a conversation and we go back and forth and we're probably both right. Uh, it's just the the pressure and the and the winning now and putting points on the board uh, falls on the side of the coaches and they get the final say. Uh, and it would be a great story if Logan got into a game. Never mind, got into a, got to start a game. Uh, but uh, but right now you you, you got to follow up those points and you got to be able to hang on to first place. Uh, thanks, Papa Lou. Uh, appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. See that that's awesome. That interaction with our listeners that we've had today that's outstanding. That's I want this every week, every Monday, the first half hour of the show or what are we now? 33 minutes? Oh, 36. Uh, 36. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this has been awesome, Ryan. Yeah, 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. Darren, throw us to break, buddy. When we continue, uh, we are going to chat uh, a little bit about summer hockey. And we also have our play of the day. And there's a couple of games to choose from. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Just a programming note, I'm going to move the Summer Olympic conversation and the National Hockey League potentially participating in an Olympic Games instead of the Winter Olympics. I'm going to push that back into hour number two because it's we just need more uh, room. To, to have that discussion and go back and forth on it. Uh, Gary Bettman was actually asked about it on the on the TNT broadcast the other night uh, of the Winter Classic, and, uh, and I think a lot of people were surprised with his answer. Uh, Gary and I talked about it in the past and, and why he, he said what he said, and uh, and we've gone into deeper detail about it. So I just I want to be able to give that the, the true uh, time that it, it deserves. Uh, but uh, as we talk right now, uh, is, is anybody surprised – at some of these games that we're seeing, like Pittsburgh scored six goals in the first period yesterday against San Jose. Uh, a couple of days ago, the Sharks scored eight goals against the Arizona Coyotes. We had a nine-goal game uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's There's been some wild contests. Like a six-goal game used to be unusual, but would happen, yeah. but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't every day. Now a six-goal game, Six is the old four, right? Yeah. Six is the new four? I, I, how, how do you say that? Well, six would be the new four. Like, six is the new four. used to be a four, so now six is the new Thank four. Thank you. Like six is the, the new normal in, in the NHL. Uh, am, I, am I surprised? Um, not really. Um, no, not really at all. Like, do you like it? Like the San Jose Sharks. Uh, do I like it? Oh, 100%. I, I love it. I think more goal scoring, the better. And, you know, I couldn't really ask for much more, especially the fact that uh, San Jose has, has allowed something in, something like uh, 15 goals in their last two outings. Uh, it just makes for a, a fun and entertaining product. I want to see goal scoring. I want to see multiple players at the end of the year over 100 points because I just think that that's more fun for the league. Uh, the most exciting thing in hockey, and yes, exciting, like like big-time saves are exciting. Fights at times can be exciting. Big hits, sure, they're exciting. But the most exciting part of a hockey game is when someone Hot scores dog? a goal and the oh. building absolutely loses its mind like it did on Matthias Janmark's game-tying goal with eight seconds left. Goal scoring is fun. 
I want as much of it in the game as possible. Okay. So that's, I'm glad that you feel that way because, uh, I mean, to go the other way uh, would be completely uh, Scrooge-ish to, to, to it'd want. It would be weird. Yeah, to, to not want more goals. Um, but but we, we do battle with that, that whole idea of, of more. And, and you hear coaches, you, you win 6-5, and what, what's the great announcer commentary that, that we all come on and go? Welcome to the post-game show. I'm with Darren Elliott. Uh, and, Darren, the coaches wouldn't have liked this, but that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the, yeah. the, the coach's job is to defend and, and create um, uh, winning possibilities. And that really started to get dialed in somewhere in around the, the mid-'90s. We all talk about uh, 80s hockey and being wide open, mm-hmm. but, but the, yeah. the 90s were just – just as 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 wide open and, and crazy with uh, Lemieux uh, doing his thing and, and winning his Stanley Cups and and the tail end of Gretzky and and Hull and and so forth. Uh, I, I I blame and Steve Spot's not going to like this and Ryan McGill's not going to like this and Ryan Craig's not going to like this. But I blame the assistant coaches, not the head coaches, but the assistant coaches. There was a time really? when you would have one coach on the bench. Then you have an assistant. Yeah. Then you have two. Now you have three, and plus another one or two up in the uh, up in the sky. The game, if if you, the game is 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 overcoached uh, uh, to to a certain extent, uh, where the athletes uh, uh, know exactly what to do. Uh, now, what we're seeing right now is the influence of COVID, uh, the influence of uh, uh, the schedule, uh, the influence of, of of injury, and when you start to get uh, different lineups at different stages, like one lineup that's uh, going through a, a, a surge or a COVID protocol against another lineup that's somewhat healthy, you're going to get a, a lopsided game. The Tampa Bay Lightning are the two-time defending champions and allowed nine the other day. Why did they allow nine the other day? Because they weren't very good? No. Yeah. It's because they were missing yeah. a bunch of good players, and they were, yeah. they were normal. Yeah. And you take away a bunch of good players, and and normally you're susceptible. That's one of the amazing things about what Vegas did, and and part of it's because they had their goaltenders throughout the whole time. Is they never got lit up for one of those crazy nights. Uh, it, it never happened. But uh, but you're seeing uh, American Hockey League goaltenders uh, and at times ECHL goaltenders come up and play in the National Hockey League on a uh, periodic basis. And that, along with the, the flexibility and fluidity of the lineups, is, is why we've got uh, this increase in goal scoring. And the more we see it, the more we're going to like it and the more we're going to expect it. And I wonder at times more uh, often and more uh, on a nightly basis, do the coaches start to... Uh, accept it a, a little bit more. I don't know whether that's going to happen, but the other part of it certainly is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think coaches are, are pretty pretty well understanding of, of what the, um, I don't want to say the limitations, is the lack of a better word, right? But I, I think coaches understand what their what their roster is on any given night due to players being out with COVID. Like when when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, there is an absolute difference going out there with Andre Vasilevsky versus going out there with Max Lagasse. And don't get me wrong, 
Uh, Max Legasse put in some really good games for the Vegas Golden Knights year one when they needed him to. But he is not Andre Vasilevsky. There's a massive drop-off between the two. And, you know, if you're if you're John Cooper in that situation, yeah, you can be frustrated with the way your team is playing in front of on uh, Max Legasse. But the fact of the matter is you're not going to get saves that you typically get from Andre Vasilevsky. So, yeah, I, I think that there are certain si- circumstances and situations where coaches are going to be um, a little bit more agreeable and understanding of when games go south on them. But, you know, I, like I, I kind of sit back and think about the, the case of the San Jose Sharks. You allow seven goal, seven goals from the Arizona Coyotes. That that's there's there's literally nothing that you can do in that game, and no circumstance that warrants allowing that many goals to that team uh, the way the San Jose Sharks did. And then they followed up by getting lit up by the Penguins for eight goals. It you're right, Abs- absolutely. Uh, it, it it sometimes it doesn't make any sense, and and in some of these games, like James Reimer, they, this mm-hmm. this is the unpredictability of it. James Reimer was the best in the league at in the analytics department, uh, like say, the baseline analytics, up until yeah. a week ago, and he's <laughs> dropped like like a rock. Uh, I'll, I'll go a step further. The save percentage, the the average save percentage in the National Hockey League, three and a half weeks ago. This is from Kevin Woodley from In Goal Mag. Kevin's In Goal. Three weeks ago was at a torrid pace as high as we've seen it 913 mm-hmm. and and normally save percentage starts low and gets higher as as the year goes on so the lowest uh, period of, uh, of of the average save percentage in the NHL uh, during any season will be uh Novemberish uh, uh as 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 goaltenders and teams find their rhythm and then it goes it goes higher this is the exact opposite because in the last 3 weeks it's dropped 3% now it's still higher than it was was last year but it's dropped three percent inside of three weeks, and when wh- what what's what's happened in the last three weeks? You've had lineups COVID. all over the place because of COVID, yeah, and yeah. and that might be the biggest reason why uh, by we've seen this little bit of push on offense. But I would still I still blame uh, uh, assistant coaches because they're too good at their job. They're way too good at their job, and you can you can you you want you want to increase. Scoring, put one coach on yeah. the bench for for an entire game. Yeah, go old school. You can't match lines as much. Yeah, and you got to run both the offense and the defense, and players are making uh, decisions on the fly. That would be. Yeah. I'm gonna ask Pete about that next time. Pete's on. Remind me to ask him about that. Uh, uh, what it would be like to coach uh, all by himself, uh, solo on a bench for a National Hockey League game. Yeah. No. I. I mean. Like, I, I think the more variables you could introduce chaos, the better. Because anytime there's chaos, there are missed assignments. And when there's missed assignments, something good or bad will happen. And, yeah, like I, I'm with you. I, I think that if you could limit the number of coaches on the bench, it'll likely lead to more goal scoring. I do like how you are, you know, essentially saying, ah, it's all the assistant coach's fault. But then you you save great you save face by saying well it's it's their fault because they're so good at they're so darn good yeah why do we make the goal equipment smaller goalies are too good they're so athletic compared they used to be um i ryan don't kid yourself i know how to cover my own six 
as much as no, anybody good. in the world can cover their six. For sure. And yeah. uh, and I make no apologies about that because I like I think you are one of the greatest friends and broadcasters that I've ever met, and I know that you can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, the play of the day. What's it going to be from the Anaheim game from last night? couple of big goals. Yanmark goal, scoring a breakaway, and then tying it up. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We've got a jam-packed hour number two coming up. Uh, we'll rate the uh, couple of games for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, to wrap up 2021 and open up 2022. But first, it's the play of the day. I'm not on the selection committee, the judges uh, panel for play of the day. So, uh, Chapman, can you just set up which game and uh, and the situation? All right. Well, it was yesterday's at yesterday's game, and Golden Knights were trailing four to two, and Matisse Yanmark scored his first of two goals. Intended for Stevenson. Grabs it away from DeMello. Out in front of shot. Score! Matias Yamark. It's a one-goal game. 6.20 to go. Oh, that's the way you play your guitar in your MTV, right, Ryan? Like, what a goal uh, to flip it uh, against the grain. Beautiful. Yeah, it, and was, speed. it was just, for for me, it was the speed, right? Like, it was the fact that Matias Yanmark had a little bit of space and, and half a step and was able to turn that around and, and confuse Dylan DeMello, blow right by him. And as DeMello's laying on the ice, he, he uses that speed to get Connor Hellebuck to move off the post and chip it up over. It, it's just a phenomenal goal top to bottom. It's the prettiest goal uh, of the game for the Golden Knights for sure. And it sets up uh, another performance with the goalie out and uh, forcing uh, overtime and making things happen on that front. Uh, we'll get into it, but that's your play of the day. Matthias Janmark on the breakaway. He is red hot right now, scoring goals in three straight games. Uh, when we continue, rating last night's uh, game against the Winnipeg Jets, plus we'll go back to 2021. We're going to go all the way back to last year to rate a game. And then uh, news and notes uh, with the one-timer segment. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show. 